to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. Some days it seems like it'd be easier to just let go. I know you're praying for a change, to see a sunny day. Nothing good has come your way for so long. You need someone to understand, this place your heart is in. You just want to dream again and believe. Yeah. So much to live for. You have so much to live for. Remember what you prayed for. Yes. Don't give up. So no matter what you're going through right now.
What's up, family? Welcome to this week's Grace Perspective. You know, over the past year or so, I've been reading, I've been studying, I've been praying, I've been <clears throat> watching things go on, and uh, in my thinking, I've come to realize that the system is broken. And you might say, Brother Dwayne, what system is broken? There's a bunch of systems that are broken, but the the system that I'm talking about is our spiritual system. Our spiritual system is broken, and it has been broken for centuries now. For centuries, people have taken the word of God and used it for everything but its intended purpose. And its intended purpose is to make people free. Over the centuries, the Bible has been used in most cases, in my opinion, as a form of control. A form of control just like slavery. The story of Nat Turner is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And I say that because Nat Turner was used by his slave owners to go from plantation to plantation and preach the gospel to slaves in an effort to keep control over them. The Bible and Christianity in general over the years has been used for things like financial gain. It's been used for racial prejudice. It's been used for Shame has been used for judgment and things that have put a very bad taste in people's mouths. But what I've learned over the past few years is that the message of grace lets us know that regardless of how the word of God has been used over the, over the course of time, it's still relevant. Jesus is still relevant. His message is still relevant. His love is still relevant. It doesn't matter how people have misused the gospel or misused church or made 
you know, made people feel different ways. It really doesn't matter. Grace, the grace of God is always relevant. What I've come to understand is that over the course of time, the enemy has been working overtime to make the word of God of no effect. The sad part about that is that in most cases, it is in a lot of cases, it is people inside the body of Christ that are creating the most damage. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. So join us as we jump into this series, Grace and a Broken System. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Grace Cafe, where we talk about real stuff in real times, real situations with real people, but keeping the perspective on God's grace. Thank you for stopping through. I want to first uh, extend my apology because we were supposed to be back on the air on uh, on Easter Sunday, but you know we uh, ran into some you know, technical issues, and it pushed it, and so, you know, all of that is taken care of, and we're back, and I thank you for stopping through. Um, it's an honor to be back on the air, and, you know, over the past year or so, you know, I've been studying, I've been, you know, study different things and I pray that what God has spoken to me will strike a chord in your heart so in your mind and help you in this you know in this in this time right now um, today I want to talk to you guys about broke, broken systems if we think about it and if we totally honest about it, um, thinking that, you know, the world has been spinning on broken systems for quite some time. Things have been off balance and still working for a very long time. And you might say, what systems am I talking about? What system are you talking about? And, you know, I could say that our government system is broken. That's a system that is broken and it has been broken for quite some time, but nobody, no one wants to admit to that. Our criminal justice system is broken and that's a system that's broken and nobody will fix. They just won't fix it. Our family system is broken and that is broken because you know, just because people are more in tune with their phones or jobs or things like that, as opposed to being connected to their family. So that system is broken. But the system that I'm speaking of is our spiritual system. Our spiritual system is broken, and yet people go on as if it's not. People go on 
living their lives like they're spiritual. You, you know, you hear people all the time say, I'm a spiritual person. And, or, or yeah, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. But a lot of times people say that and then that just because they really don't know who they are or where they are and you know that's that's just a a a actually it's a cliche if you ask me that's what it is it's a cliche for people to say when they don't really know where they are and you know i, I imagine i could say that our religious system is broken but a few years ago, I was listening to a sermon, and what I heard in that sermon really, really struck a chord with me because it, it gave the definition of religion, and it defined religion as a return to bondage, to tie, to bind. And I thought about it, and, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. That's what religion is, because we have different kinds of religion. We have different kinds of propaganda that's going on in the world. And, you know, um, a lot of times people are just doing what they've been taught, but not really, really, you know, getting into what it is that the religion stands for or whatever the case may be. They're caught up on, you know, on on actions. And so, you know, I can't say that our religious um, our religious system is broken, even though it is. But um, today what I wanna I wanna use Mahatma Gandhi as a uh, as a example today and Mahatma Gandhi I've been studying him for I love his quotes and I love the work that he did and I followed him and you know he he was the one that said you have to be the change that you want to see in the world and you know a lot of people want to want to make change but they don't necessarily want to be change. They want to look changed from the outside, but are not really changed on the inside. And Romans 2.24 tells us this. He said, uh, Paul said, as it is written, God's name is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because of you. Now, let me explain what blaspheme means before I go any further, blaspheme means to speak irreverently about God or sacred things. In other words, or in plain tense, to speak badly. Now, my, my issue or my problem with this scripture is that Paul was talking to Christians when he said this. He said that, you know, people talk bad about God because of you and my thing is is that just like it was happening back then it is happening even more now people talk real bad about us 
you know, about Christians. But, you know, um, I think I think you have to get into a mindset where it's though you know that God called you into the kingdom and that you 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 place your faith in that. You know he called you and you don't let anything push you out. Now, getting back to Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi had been reading the Gospels, right? And in him reading the Gospels, he became very intrigued, very impressed with Christ. And so his mind told him that I want to know more. I want to know more about Christ. So what he did, he got up on Sunday morning and he went to a church in Calcutta. When he arrived at the church, before he even stepped in the door, he was rejected because he was black. And this is what he was told. He was told that he wasn't welcome there and that he should go and worship with his own kind. Now, what's my point here? My point is because of this act, Mahatma Gandhi never got saved and he never returned to another church. Self-righteousness, hate, segregation, these things pushed him out. He later said, I'd be a Christian if it were not for Christians. He let, you know, sadly, sadly, the same sort of things is happening today. People don't want to be Christians because of Christians. And, you know, I mean, you know, you have to, you, you, the only way that you're going to know that you're not this sort of Christian is you're going to have to look inside yourself and you're going to have to talk with God repeatedly to keep you on a path that's of love and that he leads you and guides you in the way that he wants you to go, not the way you want to go, because we'll go all every which way and, and, and still, you know, profess to be Christian. How do I know that? Been there, done that. And so, the thing is, is that people are leaving churches, people are staying away from churches in droves. Not because they don't feel that they need to be there, but because Christian attitudes and treatments have pushed them out. And I really think that that is sad. Christianity has been represented, misrepresented for many, many years. And I think when we get a hold of that, because he told us to go out into the highways and byways and preach the gospel. This is where Jesus told us before he left. And if people 
and, and, and it's what I've been doing this past year because what I say on this podcast is not something that I want to be, you know, like pushed to the side. I want it to penetrate your heart. I want it to penetrate your mind that Christ is the way. But so many people talk so bad about Christ like he's the enemy. And that's a shame. And it needs to stop. Amen. Gandhi said, this is what Gandhi said. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. I've seen that. I've probably been that at one time. But I thank God that he made me pump my brakes and take a look at myself. Take a look at myself and 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 he just just rerouted my steps and sent me in a different direction. In John 13, 34, and 35, this is what Jesus said. A new commandment I give you. He said to love one another as I have loved you. So also you must love one another. By this, all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This right here is a picture of a true Christian. Someone that loves people, regardless where they are, regardless where they've been. This is, a, this is a picture of a true Christian. The problem is, is that we want to be called Christians, but we don't want to conduct ourselves as such. We cherry pick scriptures. We cherry pick scriptures out of the Bible and use them for our own good or to fit us and that's not what Christ wanted us to do that's just not his that that wasn't his way you know Christians lie Christians treat people wrong people got Christians gossip they cheat they steal and a ton of, ton of other things that misrepresent the kingdom and they misrepresent God I believe that we have to, you know, because of what Christ left for us or bought for us, and because of what he did for us, period, that we have a responsibility to do this thing and do this thing right. And everything that I just named that Christians do, they do this thing unrepentantly. And they go on about their business and they claim that they're anointed and they keep it moving. I'm sorry, but I just can't believe that the time that you've been in church, the prayers that you say you 
offered that the time you said you spent in the word that the Holy Spirit would not tell you that your actions are wrong. I just can't believe that. And the reason why I can't believe that is that it happened to me. I had to pump my brakes and look at myself. I'm not going to tell you anything that I, I don't know. What I'm going to tell you is what I've experienced. And we just can't do that. We, I think we, we, we have a responsibility to live the way Christ did. But if the, the thing is, is that if we live the way Christ did, then we have to cut back people, actions, thoughts, feelings. We got to cut all that back. And that's how, that's how we make this thing attractive to people. We make it so people want to be in the kingdom because we love them. As Christians, and this is my opinion, and, and you can write in and you can let me know if I'm wrong, but as Christians, we should be building a brand that that Christ built, the same brand. You know, my I've been working on a couple of projects, and this is one of the things that pushed pushed this episode back. I've been working on a couple of things, and my daughter has been helping me, and she's been doing a bunch of stuff with me and for me, and, you know, we were discussing you know, what I'm trying to do and what I want to do and how I want people to see this podcast, my my books, um, how, how, how I want to be seen. And she started talking to, me, talking to me about building a brand. Now, you know, I, I may have heard it in passing, but technically I didn't really know what that that meant and so I, I started thinking I started thinking to myself Dwayne what kind of brand do you want to build do you intend to build and I started thinking and what came across my mind was this what kind of legacy do you want to leave when you leave here What do you want people to say about you when you leave here? And I started to think that as a Christian, I want to build the same brand that Jesus built. And the, the whole three and a half years, this is the brand that Jesus built. The whole three and a half years that he preached, this is the brand that he built. He, brand, he built a brand of faith and of love. Faith, as Christians, we need to be building a brand of faith 
in Jesus Christ and his finished works and love for our fellow man. And we always, we, we think that we got to do this and we got to do that for, for people. No, all he asked us to do was to love people. That's what he asked us to do. If, let me, let me say it this way. If faith and love are not the brands that you're building, and you can look, you can, you, you can just look at yourself or look at your actions or look at how you think and you'll know if you're really building this brand. But if faith and love are not the brand that you're trying to build, then you're building the wrong brand. This is what Matthews 23, 27 and 28 in the NIV. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. It's an inside job. Because we actually are not living from the outside in. We're living from the inside out. We're living from what God has placed in our heart, placed in our spirit. And what God has placed in our spirit is supposed to make it outside of our physical body into the physical world. And it doesn't matter what anybody says about Jesus, this is what he did. This is what he did. Until he left here. And then when he left here, he gave us something else. He gave us a way to live that was foolproof. The system is broken for two reasons. One is the enemy. The enemy will keep the uh, system broken with things that he enters into our minds with falsehood, with anger with anything that he can use to get your mind off of what it's supposed to be on. So the enemy, this is what 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 in the NIV says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so, they, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The last thing the enemy wants to see is people free. And so he's blinding minds with falsehood and propaganda and, and, and the way people treat people and all these kind of things. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad to, to 
announce or let you know that in a lot of cases, it's people inside of the body of Christ that are keeping people on the outside of the body of Christ. And yes, the enemy is using you. I mean, I mean, it's just that simple. It's not, it's not, I mean, really, if you really think about it, it's not that hard to figure out. You know if the enemy using you. The second thing is actual Christians have broken the system. In my years as a Christian, I've seen a lot. Some very hurtful things has ha have happened to me. And in most cases, it came from Christians. See, the thing about this is, in the world, I already know what to expect. And I can act accordingly. I don't act the way I used to act, but I know how to deal with what I get from the outside world. But the thing is, is that in the kingdom, and and I've had this thought over and over again, and I've seen things, and I'm and I've thought this is not supposed to be happening, but it is. It's happening. And it hurts my heart to see people come into the kingdom and then walk away. I've seen people over the course of, you know, over the course of time, I've seen people come in and get pushed out by so-called saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost saints. Truth be told, if it had not been for the understanding of grace and the finished works of Jesus Christ, it would have been me that got pushed out. But before I walked away from what saved me in the first place, I got a new understanding of who God is what he stands for and what he stands for in me in my case in my case and this and I and I believe that he set it up this way I know I just know in my heart that he set it up this way in my case the pain that I came from was worse than the pain that I was receiving at that time. And I refused to go back to that pain. And I know God set it up that way. I know today that everything that took place, it had to take place the way it took place for me to be where I am today. I thank God for where I am today. I glorify his name because my life, my life brings glory to him, not to me. Because I know, I know in my heart that if it had not been for God and if it had not been for me 
having an open heart and an open mind that I will be back in the pain that I came from. But he didn't allow it. He pulled me in at just the right time. At just the right moment, he pulled me in and he kept me in. And so what, I, what I'm beginning to understand now is that everything that has happened brought me to where I am right now. It's been a learning experience. These years have been a learning experience for me. And I thank him. I glorify his name. I had to, what I had to do, I had to stand firm on what God had told me and what he was teaching me. I couldn't let it go. It didn't matter what people said. It didn't matter, matter what people did. I had to stand firm. And trust me, there have been situations or things that I could act, I could just act like Poochie. But it's not, it, it's just not worth it to me. And we got to give people, other people, the latitude or the room to grow like that. And some people don't have that, 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 that tough skin or that armor to go through that. And so they, they just hightail, they just turn cold and run, run the other way. And I believe that we're responsible for that. I know in my heart that we are responsible for that. When people are being people, this is what I want you to do. And I'll close this. I'll bring this episode to a close. When people are being people, go to Ephesians 6.13. And Ephesians 6.13 says, And stand wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, having done all to stand. I thank you for joining me in this episode. Join us next week for another episode of the Grace Cafe. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace Cafe. Join us next week for The Grace Cafe. God bless. searching my mind